Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome in to the OBR Film Breakdown. Your host, Jake Burns, checking in after a slight little getaway up to the northern part of Michigan. We went to Traverse City and um, got a little getaway. Shout out to Doug. Shout out to Andy for listening, for taking me up there. It's a fun time, a little hiking, a little kayaking, things my body weren't used to. Still kind of feeling it. Long drive back, but we're here. Hopefully the last three days of taped episodes were okay. I think they were pretty pertinent to what's going on. Certainly going to talk about day one of training camp, a lot of things between press conferences, players in attendance, little injury updates. Um, you know, hope you guys are doing well. Hopefully, hopefully you're as excited as I am to see some football again. You know, what little glimpses of it we get. Um, yeah, just just really pumped to get back out there. So, you know, fans aren't allowed, obviously, back in until... The 30th of July, late this week, uh, they'll get in there Thursday, or no, they'll get in there, This it'll be, this is Thursday, I'm losing my mind on what day of the week it is, looks like fans will get in there on Friday, if you have tickets, good for you, you should go, because there's such a limited quantity of these things, make sure you're going to those, and I think, from what I've gathered, the stands are on the east side um, of the of the setup, on the far end. Uh, over toward the tree line so you will you'll see the 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 fans if it's a t the field there's three fields it sets up in a t you'll be on the uh the left side field if you're looking at the t so at the top of it or the right of it the left side if you're accustomed to what berea looks like there's three practice fields up there and then the two you know setups between the building with the dome and then the setup for the st- the, the offices and all of that stuff so only one field you'll get a glimpse at. So I would imagine if you're going up there live, you would be able to see that field uh, for most of the action. And they'll be over there for team, stuff like that. A couple people weren't there today. Dearness Johnson missed for, a, missed for a good reason. Missed because they were having their having their child. He'll be back shortly, I'm soon. Obviously had to be there for that. Tony Field's a little concerning. It's the opposite foot now holding him out. We had his foot that was holding him out during minicamp and rookie OTAs. And now it seems like there's the other foot issue going on. At this rate, unless this is a non-serious issue and he, and he comes back um, and, and he has a chance to participate relatively soon in camp, it's almost like you're banking on him maybe being able to be snuck onto the practice squad. I don't think there'll be a demand for him the way there was for Curtis Weaver, who had a similar injury issue, but uh, it's, getting crunched, it's getting to be crunch time. How many linebackers they're going to keep? And Fields is kind of fighting for that role, maybe that final role with the likes of, you know, Mac Wilson, uh, Elijah Lee, Taki Taki, those guys who are kind of all fighting at the end of that structure, the guys that could surprisingly cut. Maybe Malcolm Smith was on the, on the fringe there. So Tony Fields is, is making me a little uneasy not being on the field this early, especially for a guy who needs to prove some things before he can get going. Kevin Stefanski noted Jeremiah Wusukormo, who is out for 10 days, clearly noting that he is not vaccinated. Do with that information as you please. I'm not a huge fan of it. He's not vaccinated, has to miss 10 days. He is going to be plugged in virtually. I'm sure that means watching practice and um, 
being able to see everything maybe live. I'm sure he'll get all the game film of practice and talk through things with coaches. He's going to stay up on the mental side. Uh, unfortunately, though, like I said, he will be out that full 10 days. He will not have a chance to come back early. Odell and OBJ, a lot of videos put up on those guys. I guess Odell and OBJ are the same person. I should say Jarvis Landry. It's cool to see the wide receivers working out together again, all the gang back. Didn't get a ton of views, but uh, enough to see some things. They got the, the media put in little little tiny grouping sections. That they, they, the, a lot of the videos coming out are pretty similar. But Od- Odell seems to be moving well, as we thought he would, when, you know, when he wasn't placed on the pup list. Uh, a big... He's going to be a big, big part of this thing, but they're going to ease him into it. So don't expect to see a ton of highlight videos of Odell in, in, uh, in camp here making a bunch of plays. I don't think that's that's going to be the thing. Uh, punt return, guys, we saw noted by by our, our guys covering Brad Steinbuck, Fred Greetham, DPJ actively involved, Ryan Switzer, Jamarcus Bradley, JoJo Natson, Demetric Felton working as a, um, a chance to return kicks. He's going to be a big part of special teams, working as a gunner, different things. He's going to be all over the field if he if he makes this roster. Uh, big plays as far as video goes. A nice Donovan Peoples-Jones catch on a Kyle Lauletta ball down the middle. Looked like it could have been a post. It's tough to see because you're zoomed in on the quarterback, then zoomed in on the catch. We're going to talk about DB, DPJ in just a minute about some of the expectations I think people have that are getting a little out there. Um, uh, another catch, Anthony Schwartz beat Greedy Williams up the left side. Uh, it looked like we got, a, again, a zoomed-in view of the throw. Zoomed in view of the catch. Baker underthrew it a little bit. If you have not seen it, it's kind of floating around on Twitter. He looks like he, he beat Greedy pretty handedly. And if you know anything, it's Schwartz. It's adjustment period for people covering him because he runs so well. Adjustment period for quarterbacks putting the ball out there and placing it to him because he runs, again, he runs so so well. You're going to have to lead him a little further than you're going to have to lead most people. So there's an adjustment period there. Do not freak out to an underthrown ball on the first day of camp. But it was cool to see Schwartz actively involved in beating an NFL corner like Greedy. Everybody had a panic attack as Greedy left the field because of some some issues at the time when everyone is making their snide remarks about, here we go again, they didn't know. And I had to tweet out like just a barrage of negative tweets coming out about this without knowing any pertinent information as to what happened. The Browns updated us, and even Greedy had to hop on Twitter because of the negative pushback that it was just because trainers identified him for having some heat-related issues and pulled him off the field and that's out of his control. If they notice some of those things, maybe wildly walking or anything that says heat exhaustion, they're going to pull you off and check everything and make sure you're okay. It's out of his control. So, you know, go back and maybe delete those tweets where you're picking on him. This guy's trying to come back from a serious shoulder injury and doesn't need a bunch of negativity thrown at him. He's trying to come back. Just be smarter than that. That's all I can say. Um, you know, uh, other things to note. But Greedy had an okay day otherwise. He had a couple plays on the ball, noted a breakup of a ball thrown to Richard Higgins. Uh, I think he's going to be fine. I, I, again, I think he's going to be fine. I think Jarvis looks good. He's lost some weight. You know, it's good. It's, he's, he's looking a little more mobile. We'll see if that pans out in some some higher yak yardage. I'm not sure how that'll how that'll look, but um, James Hudson getting those second team tackle reps. Nice to see Chris Hubbard back after a gruesome knee injury. That was cool. Floated around names of the first unit. Linebackers, Taki Taki, Anthony Walker, Mac Wilson. Not totally that surprising to me. I think Mac Wilson's got to have a fighting chance to make the roster, but they got to find a way to get Jacob Phillips on the field. And again, we're going to talk about those guys in just a minute. Um, you know, if you did not get a chance, check out Nathan Zagura's recap. These guys will be back out same time today. We only, again, we only get little glimpses into this thing. 
uh, every day when we're not able to have fans there and, and reporters can only cover some little sections. So, you know, those are the things that we have gathered from the first day of camp. Um, you know, it's, it was uneventful, you, no injuries, which is great. They, again, they won't pa- practice in actual pads until next week, Tuesday, August 3rd, they'll get out in pads. So that's a little ways off. The NFL eases into this thing, man. They're trying to take care of players as best they can. And, uh, I know the Browns will obviously stay very narrow to the to the path that is they have to walk to to be right on this thing. So that's all the news we heard from camp. Not much else otherwise. We keep an eye on that. Like I said, Nathan Zagura has his two minute recap videos, which are always good. You can check those out. We were on Twitch tonight. Um, we were on Twitch here Thursday night. If you want to go back and watch that, not the same old Browns with our good our good guys Andy and Steve. Uh, Jeff Lloyd came on for a while. Brad Stainbrook visited for a while. It's a good show. If you are not subscribed to the OBR's Twitch account, that's where we're putting all of our live content. We've had some great things. Two preseason ticket giveaways in the first two days. Fun podcast stuff. We're going to have our Chalk Talk session transferring over there tomorrow. As usual, I will remind you that there is a link to subscribe to that Twitch if you want to watch that live content. Please check that out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we go, though, I do want to talk about breakout candidates and some of the buzz that gets gathered uh, around these things, which to me I find a little ironic. So, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones... It's funny, you know, I think he's 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 a good young player. He proved some things down the field vertically, and I think that people forget that winning over the top doesn't mean winning on every portion of the field. So everyone wants to think he's this he's this hot candidate to be a breakout player, and to me, he, that's fine. You can think that, but if he could replicate his season last year, which again, I believe was like 11 catches and 300 yards, Actually, I take that back. It was 14 catches on 20 targets. So the thing you have to consider is, okay, you know, the Browns don't throw the football a ton. If you're saying Donovan Peoples-Jones jumps into your number, I, I don't like labeling it as wide receiver three. It's not how it operates. You have guys you are comfortable playing in certain personnel groupings, outside, inside. You know, if you got 11 personnel, you're not going to feel comfortable putting certain guys inside. So you have guys that are, are role-based. Seemed like Donovan Peoples Jones got thrust into an outside role uh, when when you know when when OBJ went down, and with that outside role came you know bumping Jarvis inside and then playing Richard Higgins outside as your other outside receiver. That was a little bit of what they did structurally speaking, and they would have certain personnel groupings if they were in 
12 or 13 where they could run him out there too. If you recall, that Titans touchdown was a 13 personnel play where he's the only wide receiver on the field. So they'll they'll scheme things up for him. But if he can replicate something like that, maybe get a higher volume of targets. He only had 20 targets last year. If he gets to 30 to 35, if he can catch 20 to 25 balls, go for over 300 yards again, and show that he can do some different things on the field. Like he can win across the middle. He can win on shallow cross. He can win on digs, slants, out routes, double moves. I mean, double moves that don't necessarily mean deep routes, like double moves like a blaze out or is, or a, a pivot route, whatever. He needs to prove more of that is my point. I think everybody wants him to take this huge leap this year. Well, if he takes a huge leap, that means Jarvis Landry probably takes a step back. Uh, Richard Higgins takes a huge step back, and, and nobody wants to admit that. So with my point about some of these guys is with them taking off, you're saying other players are not going to be on the field, that you, you keep talking about being an active part of this thing. So in my opinion, the realistic thing for for, for Donovan Peoples-Jones is, like I said, the stat line you're targeting, but expanding his route tree, learning and absorbing everything he can so that when Odell is gone or Jarvis is gone, whoever, whatever decision they make there, he's ready to step in and, and by year three as a six-round pick, be a guy who's ready to go. He can he can play and prove, he's already proven himself to be able to play the deep portions of the field, kind of finding those other areas of the field to become a more complete receiver is what you want. You don't want him necessarily functioning in the shallow portions of the field this year all too much. You have Hooper, you have Njoku, you have Landry. Those are their spots. And you even want to get Odell involved more in those earlier portions, shallow portions of the field, because he can catch and create yards after the catch. So I don't want this huge emphasis on that for Donovan Peoples-Jones. That's like an expanded part of it. I want him to be really good pushing down the field. And that's that's kind of the thing to me. So, again, if they're going to keep six, it's logical uh, that they that they keep six because that's Anthony, Anthony Schwartz added to the group of five they had last year. Makes perfect sense. Uh, the the thing to me that gets tricky is like you want to think Donovan Peoples Jones is going to bust out, bust out. Okay, well who's taking a step back? Because nobody ever wants to talk about that. Because if if that's going to happen, somebody's taking a step back. Now could that be Rashard Higgins, a guy who didn't come on till week eight, weeks you know really week eight? It's possible. You know they only brought him back for another year. It's in the realm of outcomes. Kadero Hodge, I think they love. Again, I'll remind you for the thirty fifth time this offseason, he won the first wide receiver outside roll off the bench last year it wasn't Higgins it was it was it was him it was it was Hodge and he had 11 catches all 11 were first downs he made great plays great catch over the middle week 17 reaching back on a really poor throw so you know he can play and Anthony Schwartz can run we'll see what kind of player he is collectively but there's there's certainly a role for him too that you want to find a guy who can run like that it's just something to think about DPJ it's the same with Jacob Phillips like everybody wants to peg Jacob Phillips to break out okay fine He's logically going to be your will. He's going to be your second linebacker with Anthony Walker, uh, but it, it's just like, okay, who's who's it cutting into? Does that mean Malcolm Smith's not going to play many snaps? You know, Sione Takitaki is just going to be a 15 snap. Sam, fine by me. He can do that. You know, you want JOK on the field again. Another guy you kind of talk about JOK and Jacob Phillips. These guys who bust out. Well, they only can get so many snaps. You're, you know, you're going to have your Mike play a lot of snaps. I'm sure Anthony Walker is going to play early downs, and maybe they sub on. Maybe that's the plan. Like today, with the first day of training camp, and again, it's the first day of training camp. It's not the end of the world. It's just a small window into what is going to be a long process. But you know, JOK or sorry, Anthony Walker is your first string Mike, your first group Mike, and 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 the guy everybody writes off. Mac Wilson's with the first group, and again, this could be nothing. But it's like, okay, Jacob Phillips has to crack that group, and then you crack that group, and, and are you going to play early downs? And then where does JOK fit into that? Is he only going to get 300 snaps for the year? Because, like, you know, you want to you 
predict these guys to have these huge these huge roles, but when that happens, okay, so Anthony Walker is going to have less of an impact. He's going to only play early downs, which is what he did with the Colts. So you're going to sub on a player, but we also want to play all these defensive backs, and that kind of ties into like Grand Delpit and Ronnie Harrison and 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 John Johnson. John Johnson, granted, he stays off the COVID list, is never going to leave the field. So that means, okay, if he's never going to leave the field, then the other two are fighting for a role. Okay, so you, you can only play, if you're playing a 4-2-5 or structurally a 4-2-5, you can only play a corner, a safety, or a third linebacker in, in one of those spots, in the 11th spot, you know. So you gotta you got to tell me where all the snap's coming from. You want Troy Hill to have a big role, that's fine. He's going to play the slot. But then it's like, okay, how many defensive sub-packages are they going to be in? So there's just like, okay... <laughs> there's there's flexibility here. It's going to be great. I'm not trying to rain on anyone's parade, but what I am kind of saying is you got to look at the bigger picture for how all of these guys are going to fit in. We don't really know the usage now that, feel, that, that Joe Woods has all of these collective parts to build this bigger picture. We don't really know what he wants to do. He made reference this offseason. He's not really a dime guy. He's a nickel guy. Okay, I mean, he wants to play Troy Hill a ton of snaps. How many big safety snaps are they going to play? Okay, are they going to play one linebacker at a time to get more of these high-functional athletes we all love in the secondary, more coverage on the field? If they do that, who's your one linebacker? Is it, is it Anthony Walker early downs? Is it Jacob Phillips all the time? Where are you fitting JOK into that picture? So just kind of temper your... I guess what I'm getting at is be careful with crazy, crazy expectations. You just want to see guys fit into a very specific role what specific role can they fit and uh in and kind of don't don't think guys are going to have these gigantic breakout seasons just i'm happy with guys if they can fill a singular specific thing donovan people's jones technically to me had a breakout year last year because he proved he could win vertically in the nfl over 300 yards and only on 14 catches but he maximized his 20 targets that's a breakout to me that's great he's got a role he can do something in the nfl he proved that that's important. You know, what's the breakout? He's going to get to 750, 800 yards. Okay. That's kind of crazy. That'd be awesome. But then that means Jarvis Landry and Odell are taking steps back, getting their yards eaten into. So I, that's all I'm saying is just temper your expectations. I think DPJ has a very defined role, which is great. That's fantastic. I like that role for him. Win vertically down the field, be ready to run in off the sideline, do a ton of special teams. And then maybe the next year you get that huge role that you can go with. Same with JOK. Don't try to play that guy all over the field. Find a very specific thing he's good at for now. Start him there and expand in time. But don't force it all on him right now because maybe that doesn't work. You know, just just be patient with him. We'll see if Jacob Phillips gets a big a big increase, but he's got a lot to prove. We saw flashes. We saw the Week 17 flash. We've seen plays. Baltimore game. He's chasing down reverses one side of the field to the other. He plays fast, but he's got to play consistent. You know, that's the biggest thing. Anthony Walker can probably play pretty consistently early downs. Malcolm Smith can sub in and play pretty consistently in pass situations. We saw that last year. Who's going to be the will? Can J Okay, if you want JOK on the field, you're calling him a linebacker, then who's going to take that role? Because you're all talking about Jacob Phillips. Or if they're yanking these guys off the field to play these safeties, everyone wants to talk about playing. Me too. Who are you taking off the field then? That's one less linebacker that we're all claiming is going to have this breakout season. So... Let's see how the defense comes together. We'll see what the picture looks like. I think they have talent. There are guys who could break out, but it's like throwing yourself on, on social and saying, like, this guy's going to be a breakout guy. Just a little dangerous. Let's just see how it plays out. I think they got a bunch of parts that can change it up week to week. 
The volume might not be there for a ton of snaps for some of these people we think they're going to be a ton of snaps for, but there's also injuries. That stuff can happen. you got to be ready all the time. Injuries are an unavoidable part of the NFL, so that increases snaps in certain scenarios, and I'm sure that's a big part of where some of DPJ's work could come from is an injury happens and he's ready to go off the bench to do whatever they need him to do. And, you know, Odell can play inside or outside and, and Jarvis obviously has a bevy of experience doing that too. So there's some of that just, just, uh, you know, we're starting camp. I think there's a ton of people. The people that are interesting to me is, is people I keep seeing on breakout DPJ have addressed, you know, the Grant Delpit. I think he's going to be great. Okay. He's going to ease into a role. JOK rookie now 10 days out of camp. He's going to have to ease into a role. Jacob Phillips has to crack that first group of linebackers and get the belief behind him. Is if he's not going to be a a will in early downs, he can be a sub you know package defensive uh, sorry a sub package pass game linebacker in you know second and long, third and long situations. That's probably not going to give you enough snaps to be a breakout player, but you'll get on the field some. So you know the good thing is they're not relying on some of these guys to break out. Like you know the the, the season doesn't make or break whether JOK has a gigantic rookie season impact, whether Jacob Phillips takes over and plays 800 or more snaps. Like those things aren't making or breaking the season. So I'm happy that they have talent. I'm happy. I'm really happy that that it, that it can all uh, find a way to work somehow. There's a bunch of different outcomes here that could be really good for this for this group of sophomores that people and some of the rookies here that people want to see uh t- you know take off in these new roles so uh, i i just i just need to see it all collectively come together you, you just a reminder that when you think people are going to break out if that's going to happen which is great you got to remember that's cutting into some people that have been pegged to play in front of them and there are ramifications for that maybe you lose some efficiency if this younger player takes a bulk of snaps away from somebody or targets or 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 tackles or whatever so that that storyline of these young guys and not needing them to do these things is interesting to me because there's going to be shuffling as more contracts are signed more money is made it's going to be shuffling around they're going to rely heavily on those certain people i guarantee in year three donovan people's jones is going to be relied upon that's why you want him to take some steps keep progressing keep moving forward you know grant delpit entering the Second year of his rookie contract is going to be a big part of the secondary. If they don't, they make a decision to let Ronnie Harrison go. Grant Delpit slides in. He plays a ton of snaps. Troy Hill's on a short-term contract, but they, do they want to get a lot of work out of him in his contract? We'll see. JOK again. Anthony Walker one-year deal. Jacob Phillips. You know they got some tough decisions to make. They got a one-year deal out of Malcolm Smith. They got uh, rookie contracts nearing the end of their rookie contracts with Mac Wilson, Sione Taki Taki. So. Just, just as I've said all offseason, a ton of decision to be made in the future. If your guy doesn't break out the way you think he's going to break out, kind of key in on what what are they asking him to do? What specific role? What are they asking him to do? Because they're not probably going to put the burden of the whole defense on their shoulders or the whole offense on their shoulders when we're talking about DPJ. So I think they're going to be really calibrated about how they use some of these guys. And just because they're calibrated about how they use them and they don't go for a high volume of tackles or high volume of snaps or high volume of receiving yards doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't have a great season, that they didn't take steps and they didn't have a mini breakout. So that's a wrap on that. Appreciate you guys listening today. We'll get to day two review tomorrow. Try to get into a training camp to have live coverage for you at some point. Check us out on Twitch. We'll be on Twitch tomorrow for a... Chalk Talk session. Again, we're going to talk about run schemes. Talk zone last week. We're going to talk gap schemes this week. Counter power duo. Those fun things. So check it out. Join us on Twitch. It'll be on about 8 o'clock tomorrow. I'll let you know the real time tomorrow at some point in the morning when I figure out what the schedule works for everybody. 
otherwise, again, thank you for joining us so much. Please share the word on this podcast. You know, subscribe to it. So you can listen to it in the car, on the way to work, after work, on the way to your workout, during your workout, whatever it is you do with your podcast. Uh, make sure you're subscribed so it automatically downloads for you. And I always appreciate the subscriptions because those get you automatically downloaded podcasts right there, queued up, ready for you to go. Appreciate you guys. Check in after day two, as usual. And until next time, go Browns.